Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Wednesday, October 13th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we're going to take a look at the late pick four on the Wednesday card, which concludes with a grade two stake. It's the last race, I'm assuming because of NBC Sports Network is uh, televising it. And so probably for TV, it's carded as the last race on the card. We'll start with the fifth, which begins the pick four. It's a non-winners of 250K claimer. And where did you land, Jim? I felt this one narrowed down. It's only a six-horse field, and, and um, I think if you're going to take a single, you flip a coin between the two and the six here. Uh, uh, the six one-fast cat is going to be the big favorite. Um, hasn't been out since May, though, and, and the buyers look good. Uh, it's been competing at a higher level with optional 75000 They are putting him up for sale, which is a little bit of a question mark. So they've had some issues since May, and um, – that, that's enough of a flag to raise for me that I'm going to include Violent Pass in my ticket. Uh, and I'm probably going to play Violent Pass to win based on a couple of things. Had a great race at Oakland. This horse jumped way up back in April with an 83 buyer. And then they moved it up in class at Churchill. Didn't run at all. And then they gave it a little bit, um, gave it a year off. So this horse had some problems, but he's been consistent the last four races. He's He's run in June, July, August, and September. So the horse is sound now. Ran the best race of his life last time out at Churchill at seven furlongs. Uh, got beat two and a quarter by Greener Pastures with a 79 buyer for Donnie Von, Von Hemmel. I think this horse has got his stuff together. I love violent horses, and I'm going to use violent pass and one fast cat. When we get to pick forward, do a little two six exact to box. I, I don't see anything else in here. Um, unless on KP jumps up from a maiden win at Indiana, that's that's unlikely. And Beer Chaser, Doug Anderson's horse, was impressive with a maiden special weight at Prairie Meadows. Who knows what, what he was running against out there. So I'm going to stick with the two horses, Violent Pass and One Fast Cat. I uh, like One Fast Cat on top. Um, ran really well here in April. And, and you make a good point about the drop to the claiming level. Uh, I'm just going to go on uh, the Wesley Ward angle. His runners have uh, been firing here at the meet, and he typically points for this meet. So I'll um, give him the benefit of the doubt on that angle. But uh, the other uh, violent pass is, is uh, you know, another one certainly to use if you go beyond one fast cat. And then the other one I looked at was Storming Lion, the one. And the angle there was this horse has some speed from the inside. Maker claimed this one last year ran it twice, and then uh, Storming Lion went on the shelf and now comes back. And so just on the, the Mike Maker, Tyler Gaffley-owned speed on the rail angle, um, you know, coming off the layoff, Maker could certainly have one ready. So um, I'm going to do two different tickets when we get to the, the pick four, and one of them will single one fast cat, and then one of them will use all three of these horses. The sixth race is the uh, middle leg of the – Keeneland Turf Pick 3, which actually starts in uh, race 4. This is uh, non-winners of two allowance. And I thought uh, a pretty nice group here. I ended up taking Empress Eleanor, the 5, off the fact that uh, this horse won here and has been consistent. But uh, Naval Laughter was real intriguing to me. The Turf debut two starts back was a 91 buyer, and then they put her in the uh, Beverly D., and uh, she's way over her head there. Now she gets Sophie Doyle in the saddle, who um, rides well with limited chances. Horse has some speed, so I think that one's dangerous. Um, the 12 
you like this, uh, I thought was uh, a little interesting. Uh, that was a stakes caliber allowance group that uh, she caught last time at Colonial. Um, Anola Gay won the race, and that's uh, a stakes horse. So I thought that was uh, a better race than maybe it looked. And uh, this one had a, a good second in the previous start, which was the first one for this barn. Uh, Arm Candy had off a good run at Kentucky Downs. The Kentucky Downs horses have certainly been firing, so I would use that one. If you want to go deeper, the 10 Sun Summers uh, ran a solid effort up at Saratoga. The 8 Mrs. Claus, it's uh, Walsh for Godolphin, so uh, those are strong connections. But Empress Eleanor is where I landed. How about you? I think this one's wide open. I, I, I like Empress Eleanor. Uh, when you mentioned the Corius horse, uh, you like this. I did not use that that filly, but um, it's Corius's other horse, and here's going to be a higher price. So you might look at that with Le Peru on. Um, I went, one thing that I want to point out here, I, I think this morning line on this race is really off. Uh, you mentioned Naval Laughter at, at, at 10 to 1. No way this horse goes off at 10 to 1. I mean, a horse comes out of a grade 1 and won a grade 3. I, I see that horse as almost being the favorite in here. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that, that the morning line on this horse is way off. And uh, the morning line on a horse that I like called Aubrey's Time at 20 to 1 is way off. And Neil Pesson has this one, has run well the last two times. It came back at Churchill last time out and, uh, and almost won an optional $62,000 allowance. You look back at the turf races, they're not that great, but they're not that far off the numbers in here. So I think this horse is no way goes off 20 to 1. I'm going to use Arm Candy, Empress Eleanor, Sun Summers, the, the logical ones. But I think this race is one that you've got to spread in. Uh, and in the turf pick three, you certainly need to spread in that one. So uh, wide open race, I'm going to use six when we get to pick four. Seventh race is an allowance optional claimer. And uh, it's not a big field, but it is a good-looking uh, group that um... – I think it's a really tough one to, to settle on. Where did you land? Well, I settled on the inside horses. Uh, but, again, this one, if you if you can narrow down the one before, this is one to go deep in. Um, I used Upstriker for Ron Moquette. Uh, they used this horse. Uh, in, they put this horse in the Jersey Shore last time out, off an optional $100,000 effort at Churchill, and having won an optional $100,000 at uh, Oakland with a 93 buyer. Didn't run well at Monmouth. I'm going to toss that one and just say that didn't like the track, but it's been very consistent for Ron Moquette. Uh, and also the other half of that entry is probably going to be the stronger one coming out of the West Virginia Derby, Kinetic Sky for, with Brad Cox as the trainer, owned by Robert LaPenta. Um, so those two, if they go, are going to be a strong entry. I'm going to also use the right of a lifetime for Ignacio Correas coming off the uh, uh, Turf to dirt angle. They tried him in the, in the Bruce D, and it didn't run badly there in Grade One. Got beat six lengths for all of it. And the last three races prior to that at Churchill and Colonial were all quality. Uh, you can go deeper in here. Asmussen has uh, Swiftsure, but that horse has been off since April. I'm thinking this is probably a prep for something better. And Fire Sword for Gaffleyon and Wesley Ward coming out of the same race. Um, as the uh, one horse upstriker at Jersey Shore and ran and ran better actually. I'm using the one because of Canadian Sky, the, um, the uh, entry mate. So I'm going to go with one two here and take a stand in a six horse field. I can see people going really deep here and taking all of them. I took uh, Kinetic Sky off that uh, 89 buyer 
against a good field today. You and I were down at Churchill on the closing day, and uh, this horse ran really well. And you get up striker uh, also. Uh, the ride of the life of a lifetime is the other one I, I like best. Uh, horse ran really well here last summer. Flashed some some big time talent uh, early in his career. Um, Fire sword uh, on the Wesley Ward angle, and then Swift Sure. Um, the layoff uh, could be a, a you know a, just a prep here, but if this one's ready, showed some real promise. I think one first time out, so certainly could get ready off off uh, works. So. I'm going to go four deep when we get to the pick four. Eighth race is the grade two J.P. Morgan Chase Jessamine at a mile and a 16th on the turf for two-year-old fillies. That is a race that will likely send somebody on to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Fillies turf race. I ended up going with a favorite Turner Loose in here. I just thought she was so impressive last time, winning off by five at Kentucky Downs after a debut win. And a lot of these are coming just off Baden wins. So she's got two races under her belt. Um, Diamond Wow uh, also has had two starts and uh, has good speed and gets a speed rider in Mike Smith. They scratched this filly out of the Alcibiades on opening day because she was drawn outside. Uh, Andy Bean Cohn, who's the assistant trainer to her dad, said they weren't as concerned about uh, the outside post on turf. And she's got plenty of speed. And a little longer run to the turn on the turf race than there is in the dirt. So I thought that one was worth a long look. I took a Mist Haven also. Um, this horse, um, Gaffleone leaves Boxing Day, who won on debut at Kentucky Downs, to ride this one. And Rosario rode this horse at Kentucky Downs. And I mentioned that just because he was winning on about everything down there. So he was getting tons of live horses. So anything he was on, I think... Uh, is, is certainly worth a, a look next time out. So uh, I thought Miss Haven was intriguing. Boxing Day uh, was almost 19 to 1, but uh, won very impressively on a, a big day down at Kentucky Downs. And then uh, Queen Judith, I may throw in just on the angle that um, the Cassie runners often aren't firing their best shot first time out, and she did and won impressively down at Kentucky Downs. So I'm going to do one ticket that singles Turner loose and one that goes deeper. How about you? Almost every, all these horses coming out of Kentucky Downs, and they're, they've all been live coming out of that meet down there. It's, it's amazing how how well those horses have done at Keeneland so far. Um, Turner Loose is going to be the obvious favorite here off that win at Kentucky Downs. I mean, that was impressive. If, if she steps up um, and and you know stretching out to a mile sixteenth, looks like she's, she's going to like it being out of Nyquist. Uh, yeah, I think I think she's probably a solid effort, a solid uh, bet in here. But I'm going to use a couple others. I'm going to use uh, Diamond Wow. Uh, the 14 hole concerns me somewhat, but uh, they run this this filly back, and she looked really good at Gulfstream off the turf last time out. That's why they considered the Alcibiades for her. Um, then I'm going to use a couple of others, but um, and the, only because of jockeys. I'm going to use Dressed for Wayne Catalano. This horse hasn't. Her buyers don't match up very well out of Arlington and Kentucky Downs, but she won at Kentucky Downs about three and a half or three and a quarter. Uh, in an optional 62,000, Catalano brings her back here and, and moves her up to a graded stakes, and the Flavian Pratt takes them out. Very uh, important on turf. And then I'm also going to use Mike Maker's Decree of Love at a 12-to-1 morning line with Irene Ortiz. I have seen Irene Ortiz beat me in the last race at, in New York at 8-to-1, 9-to-1. They overlook him all the time up there for some reason in the last couple races. If it's not, a, And this is a stakes race. I'm not going to overlook him here. This horse was 
came from the outside post of Kentucky Downs, 11, the 11 hole and one by two and a quarter. Uh, if she takes a step up for Mike Maker, which normally his horses do, I think she's going to be right there. And I think it's 12 to one as an overlay. So I'm going to use uh, those four horses when we get to pick four. Yeah, if uh, Turner Loose doesn't win this, then um, I can see just about anybody uh, in the field. It's a really uh, well-matched group, and, you know, it's going to be – could be a, a really talented filly that emerges from a race like this. So let's talk about the late pick four. How are you playing it? All right, I'm going two deep in the first leg with violent pass and one fast cat, so two six. Going deep in the turf race with one two three five six ten. Uh, my top choice is probably naval laughter in there at ten to one, uh, and then. Uh, narrow in the uh, optional claimer of the seventh race was one two with. Uh, the, the entry being my favorite choice. And then four deep in the last, three, nine, 12, 14. Turn the loose is obvious, but I think these other horses have a real shot in there. So two, six with one, two, three, five, six, ten with one, two with three, nine, 12, 14 for $48. I'm going to play a, a small ticket, um, but I'm going to recommend for my main ticket, but I'm going to give you two tickets to play, singling two different horses. So the main ticket is going to be three deep in the first leg, one, two, and six. Then one, two, three, four in the seventh. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the sixth is going to be two, five, six, twelve. Then the seventh, one, two, three, four. And then in the eighth, single on Turner Loose. The other ticket is going to single one fast cat, the six, and then play the same horses in the middle two legs and then go five deep in the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Jessamine, um, but uh, using the all the ones I mentioned, the 8, 10, 13, and 14. But uh, for the purposes of you know posting this, my main ticket is going to be the one singling Turner loose, figuring that if I'm going to try to, to beat one of the two favorites, I'm going to try to beat one fast cat in a six-horse race and single on Turner loose and I think the payoff will be better than uh, making the the main bet on Turner Loose, uh, excuse me, rather than uh, taking a bigger stand with one fast cat who will be a heavy favorite. So I'm going to recommend those two tickets to you, uh, one by four by four by five being $40, but the main one is three by four by four by one and uh, singling Turner Loose in a big field and hopefully uh, for $24 could get a a nice return on that investment. If you want to go a little deeper, you could play the other ticket that singles uh, best uh, one fast cat on the front end. So that's a little, little odd way to play it for my pick four on the Wednesday card. However, you're playing it. Best of luck. And don't forget the uh, Wednesday handicapping uh, challenge. The Wednesday, W-I-N-S, uh, has returned. And so you can check that out. Uh, it's at Wagering Central, right, Jim? Yes, that's right. It's a $10 tournament. Uh, we usually get about 300 players in there. So first place is going to be 1500 bucks for a $10 investment. And it's on the last six races of the day, so the third to the eighth. You've got a little time to get there and register before everything's done. Uh, and it's a great tournament. You also qualify for my Tournament of Champions in November where you can win all kinds of things. And don't forget the uh, Keeneland Turf Pick 3, and it starts in the fourth race. It'll be fourth, sixth, and eighth on the Wednesday card. This was uh, got a really good response on the opening weekend, right? It did. We didn't know what to expect. It's a brand-new wager with a $3 minimum tying together the three turf races. Nobody's done it, as far as I know, in North America. And 
we did 132,000 the first day, 225 the second, and 154 the third day. So we did half a million dollars in handle on three days, and uh, it was a very well received. Um, got a lot of positive comments about doing something unique. So we feel pretty good about that. All right, best of luck on your plays on Wednesday, and we'll be back for the Thursday edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenanSelect.com.